Hello, dear listener. Jonathan here with a very special episode of the Niche Podcast. The following is a private conversation that Kelly and I had after recording episode 120. Over the course of about 40 minutes, we managed to stitch together Minecraft, Klingon, the American Dream, Holodex, and much more into a vision of what computing might look like in the year 2030. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. I was talking to Erica tonight about how Cooper and Maggie are like, it is is only a small exaggeration to say they're going to be a different species than we are. They are going to grow up never knowing really what TV is, never knowing really what a phone is or like the experience of a phone. Like not a smartphone phone. I don't, even a smartphone. Like, like they're not going to, like we, the fact that the, an iPhone, the fact that that thing we carry on in our pocket has the word phone and the name is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's a holdover. Meaningless. Right. It's a, it's a transition name and he will never even understand what we're, what right, the, the implications of, right. Yeah. The word phone to him is means something completely different than what it means to us. Yeah. It means that little computer you keep in your pocket. Yeah. A small computer. It's not going to mean like a, a curly wire that comes out of your kitchen next to the refrigerator. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Is it like the, and, and he'll see video content, but he'll never, he will never have that experience that we all had watching Seinfeld on Thursday night. Right. Or you have to set the VCR cause you're not going to be home or, or wait for it to come on. And yeah, yeah. he's not going to, there's going to be no such thing in, in our in our terms, there will be no such thing as college. By the time he's anywhere near that age, there's going to be no such... People aren't going to buy their own cars by the time he's that age. The People aren't going to even want to buy their own houses by then, probably. No. Like, the American dream, as we know it, has fundamentally changed. Or it will have by the time he's, our, you know, right. like an adult. Like 14 years from now. 14, 15 years from now. Yeah, that's a long time. God, think about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've waited too long. Oh, I'm gonna be so freaking old. I have to. We need. I need to live to 120. Yeah. But so here's the thing. So like taking all that into into adv- under advisement, so to speak. Like like how radically things are shifting. I'm watching him play Minecraft, and I'm watching mm-hmm. him. You know, this is. I used to think our house was not that normal in terms of like the the amount of devices we have littered around the place, but it's actually not as unusual as I thought. Lots of people have lots of devices. Yeah, I feel like our house, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like mine kind of is the same, kind of is abnormal, but I think it's just the the um, the social demographics. Like, I feel like I feel like yours is more is pretty normal for your area. I, Mine's maybe a little abnormal. but <laughs> For your area, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm not, I mean, I'm talking U.S., of course, but it's like, yeah. it seems, you know, I, I've, I've actually done a poll and mm-hmm. people are like, you know, my kid has access to Macs and PCs on a daily basis, like at his mom's house, at our at school, the library, like he regularly goes there. So he's got Macs and PCs. He's got an iPod touch. Uh, he uses my Android phone. Like there's, there's a solid two or three game consoles. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, everybody's got a game console. There's like a solid mix. Oh, I've got an Apple TV. There's like a lot of people have a lot of devices more than yeah. I, like I thought I was more of an outlier and I have, I have more phones than most people, but as far as other devices, not so much. Yeah. In terms of categories, 
like I'll have more stuff in one category where everybody else might just have one in the category, but everybody's got the different category. Not everybody, but a lot of people have the different categories. Right. So that's a long way of saying that it seems like a lot of households households have uh, some kind of smart TV thing, some kind of game console, some kind of tablet, some kind of smartphone, a couple different kinds of smartphones, some kind of traditional computer. Mm-hmm. So that's like five different platforms with five different user input types. Yeah, it is. And he and, and Minecraft's available on every single one of them. <laughs> and he doesn't see it like that. Like he just sees it as Minecraft. Minecraft is a thing that is above all that. And he just like I said to him the other day, I'm like, I'm like, because he'll switch. He'll be like, I want to play Minecraft on the TV now. Okay, and then so he can play it on the Xbox and. Or Christ, we've even done like we've even done like, like um, Fire TV. Yes, that it doesn't have. I don't know if that has that has or, first person shooters, but I don't think it has Minecraft yet. But we've done like I've done like screencasting for my Android phone of Minecraft PE on the TV screen. Right, right. Which is like you're actually playing Minecraft Pocket Edition, but on the TV. So it's like a weird hybrid. And so I said to him, I'm like, what's your, what's your favorite, what's your favorite one? And he didn't even understand the question. He was like, what do you mean? My, it's, Minecraft. it's all Minecraft. Minecraft is my, like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's, it was like I said, what's your what's your favorite planet Earth? He's like, there's, what? Yeah. He didn't even understand the question. There's only one. It's Minecraft. It's ubiquitous. <laughs> right. And so, like, we, and I think it's common for people our age who are maybe, uh, you know, like I know you and I have the same opinion. Like we're way more into PC gaming with like the keyboard mm-hmm. and the mouse controls. Yeah, yeah. Or even even like even a kid Kira's age. What's her? She's she's into more like regular computer keyboard controls. Yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care. He couldn't care less. He's equally good at all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so he'll just be in the mood for different experience and so he'll gravitate to it but it's all minecraft it's not that he prefers one over the other it's just that eh, i've done the one for a while now i feel like doing this right and so the the thing the the differences that he is sensitive to are content specific mm-hmm. so like xbox has texture packs on it that's the big deal yeah and like not that the other ones don't but like the computer one has mods on it and it's yeah. not that you can't have, I don't even know if you can put, I don't think you can put mods on the Xbox One. And you can't, you can't do multiplayer on the Xbox One, but you can do multiplayer on the computer. So right. he's like, so like the content things, those are the things he cares about. Like he'll ask for, he'll ask for Erica's iPad, her iPad mini. Mm-hmm. Not because he wants a little bit smaller tablet than his regular iPad, <laughs> but because it's got a game on it that's only on Erica's. Right. Because his regular iPad's an iPad 1, and it, and Subway Surfer crashes on the iPad 1. So he's like, he's like, I need an iPad. I, I need a device that has the content I want. Right. That's all that's going to matter to this generation. doesn't care about the device itself. No, nah, they don't give a shit. It's like, he's not going to care whatsoever about like a touch versus joystick versus yeah. D-pad. He doesn't care. Yeah, like I, you know, actually, I, I may take that back. I'm not even sure Kira really cares that much. He just transparently switches from one to the other. He doesn't even yeah. like think about it that much. 
like intrinsically i feel like some are more difficult than others but he doesn't see it like that yeah and like what's what's kira's alternate what are her alternate ones um well she doesn't actually she only plays minecraft on the computer well yeah that's the best one but as far as as far as um say what i i mean to me the computer is obviously by yeah. far the best one yeah well the, it's way better but he the reason he, the reason she only plays it well i guess the, i guess she does play it sometimes on like an ipad but she but it's not for the ipad input it's just like because she she prefers the full game to pocket edition it's just that she's out somewhere and the ipod is portable mm-hmm. um and it's something to do to kill time um but as far as as far as input devices <laughs> we've got um of course the uh several tablets and ipods and ipads and um, android tablets um pcs macs kindles kindles are there any games on the kindle the paperweight mm, not on the paperweight now you feel like like snake or tetris could be on there yeah i feel like they could <laughs> Um, and then we've got the Roku game controller. Mm-hmm. We've got a Wii, a Wii U, a PlayStation Three, an original oh. Xbox. Jeez. Um, I feel like yeah, that's it for game consoles. We haven't bought a, a PS4 or an Xbox One yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's I'm surprised. I'm I guess I'm not surprised, but that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, she has she has Minecraft on on the iOS things and um, on the computer. Mm-hmm. But in her case, <laughs> in her case, she doesn't have it on the other platforms because it's like, yeah, I can already play it on the computer. Why would I spend my allowance money to buy like yeah, one for the Xbox? Minecraft's <laughs> expensive. It's like twenty yeah. bucks everywhere. But like I, I drop the I drop the coin just because I'm curious. I want to see what yeah. it's gonna do. Yeah. Like I feel like I, when I use the game controller, or sometimes, oh, sometimes, yeah. So the game, I'm horrible with like an Xbox style game controller. Mm-hmm. So I always feel limited. The same way I feel like when I'm trying to use productivity application on an iPad, I feel limited. So it's annoying. Yeah. I was fine with game controllers until they got over eight buttons. Eight buttons and a D-pad. <laughs> it's like there, there's two joysticks, four trigger buttons, or six trigger buttons, mm. two D-pads, four, yeah, four other buttons. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a lot. The thing I don't like yeah. about it is that, is that the, um, the joystick is an indirect, it's even more indirect than the mm-hmm. mouse. Yeah, it's just like game controllers get so complex that it just feels like they're trying to put enough buttons and levers and dials and stuff on there to give me the functionality that I could just have with a keyboard. Yeah. It's like, why not just give me a keyboard? Right. But so that's the whole, that, but that, see, this is the whole point. Like we feel like the controller is some kind of big deal. Yeah. Definitely. Like, like wh- whichever one you'd like, you could talk to any gamer and that's the thing they'll talk about. Yeah. Like the holy grail of controllers for me is the Nintendo 64 controller. Nintendo 64 controller. I loved that controller. Oh, the like the the like the Super Mario Brothers controller. No, the, no, the Nintendo 64 when it was the first one they came out with that had the the um that had a like an actual joystick. Like the 80s, in the 80s. No, this no, was okay. late 90s. Oh no, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
I was in a band in the late nineties. Uh. <laughs> I wasn't plugged into anything. No, I was, I was in a, I was in a, I was in a crappy apartment in Calgary, Alberta. Four of us gathered around playing like super Mario brothers, like Mario party on like 13 inch TV. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. I was like, I was if the only thing I was plugged into was a Marshall stack. Yeah. So yeah, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> love that. I am assume it's some kind of amplifier. It is. It is. It's the only kind of amplifier. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so so that is probably something that I will put in its own little episode. But the yeah, but I feel like we could just keep going with it now and have two episodes. It's we talked about it for twenty minutes. <laughs> so we, I just got back from this. Let's so let's go with it. So like okay. I just I was just at this design conference. So I went to mm-hmm. BDConf and it was like it's not it's not really a design conference, but that was, it was very designy. There were a lot of design style talks and I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like I'm going to get so much crap for this, but I kind of feel like design. I'm at the conference and I'm like, these talks are really good, but I kind of feel like we all have our heads up each other's butts. (laughs) We're like only like we are the only ones that care. The 200 people in the world that care about this are in this room. Yeah. And it's like, and we're all like, yeah. And like some people are a little bit farther down the curve because they think about it a little bit more. So when they have a, a, a sort of revolutionary epiphany, it hits everyone else and everyone's like, wow. But it, it's, it's like, like I always equate it to like learning Klingon. Like the <laughs> only people who care are the other people who want to know Klingon. And they're like, like Klingon rock stars and there's like Klingon newbies and you, but you miss, you, you, you lose, it's very easy to lose sight of the fact that the vast majority of human beings could not care less about your stupid obsession. Yeah. And I'm, I was kind of, I got glimpses of that. I'm not going to say I felt like that the whole time, but I got glimpses of that where it was like, where people were talking endlessly about like the minute details. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Oh, you should, you should like, allow people to show their password in mobile forms i'm like yeah you should but the the thing is like i feel like the whole generation you know and it was like not a young generation it was like Mm -hmm. you know 30s and 40s there were some like 20 somethings in this crowd but i felt old i felt like we're a bunch of old farts talking about stuff that matters to people who came up in the the desktop computer era and are trying to unlearn a bunch of stuff that's what I yeah. felt like. I felt like we are out of the loop and all of this stuff is important to us because, and we need to hear it. And it's a good thing this conference exists, but you know, like, like to just to call it like Jason Grigsby did a, a he's very popular, very well known, does a lot of research into like multi-platform stuff. He's like a total niche podcast type of guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sitting there watching his, his presentation. It was about like, you know, how do you detect if a touchscreen is what the person's using? It's a reasonable thing that people often do. You know, it's like if, you know, if, right. if touch start in, if, uh, yeah, you know, touch start in window, then do some stuff. And if not, then they must have a mouse mm-hmm. or in a keyboard. And so he's like, I got to thinking about this. And he's, and there's no, and he was like, and I think he's right. There's no reliable way to determine if a touchscreen's actually attached to the web browser. Right, right. Because your browser could just emulate touch events or, or whatever. Yeah, it could be lying. Right. And so he goes, so I got to thinking about it. And he's like, so I said, well, maybe if I flip it around and I detect a mouse. And then he's like, 
It turns out you can't do There's no way to detect if a mouse is attached or keyboard or printer or anything else. Like there's no real way for a web developer to detect any of the IO. Yeah. So my reaction to it was kind of, I'm going to say this even though, you know, and like, even though I, I don't agree with it, but it's kind of like, well, we shouldn't be detecting that. We're wasting our time detecting that. It's not and, set up to detect that. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, what does it matter? <laughs> it shouldn't matter. But guess right. what? It does it matter. Does. And, the, and the reason it does, and like, and I'll give you an example of when it does matter. Like, God, I'm like so on both sides of this argument. So when it does matter is when you're doing something like sticky albums and you have to say, okay, the whole value of this product is for it to be sticky. That's why it's called that. Mm-hmm. And in order to make it sticky, we need to do everything possible to get the user to install this thing on their home screen. So it's a it's a microsite that needs to be install, installed on the home screen of your phone to be effective for the, its purpose. And, and exposing that feature is brutally difficult. Yes. It's almost... The, in, the application itself is not as complicated as exposing certain features that are platform specific where you have to know where a button is on a user interface. Or even if the button exists on the user interface. If the button exists. So Android, certain Samsung devices have a hardware device and therefore the browser omits some soft buttons. It's like, it's un, it's an unbelievable nightmare rabbit hole that any sane person would say, and in fact, I recommend this in 90% of the cases, is it's a waste of time for you to even bother mm-hmm. dealing with any of that crap. Ignore, ignore that and spend your time building features that are actually meaningful and you can execute and test and all that stuff. But if you do that in this particular case, there's no business. Right. And if there's and, and the fact is, there is a business. So it's like, so like in that five or 10%, situation there even though you can only do a half-assed job of it of detecting what the chrome is and the you like am i opened inside of facebook on android or facebook yeah. on ios or twitter on firefox you know what browser am i in you have no yeah. idea and is it a samsung phone with a hardware button yeah you can kind of do some hacky gross user agent detection to kind of tell the major platforms and like the major apps and the major platforms yeah. to kind of <laughs> tell where you are but you can't tell like the model of phone to know if it has a hardware button or soft buttons or. Right. So here's the thing. So I'm listening to the talk and I'm like, I feel like this is very, I, I don't feel like this is a um, timeless conversation. It felt like a very specific kind of tidal pool where I'm not sure why I felt that though, because I don't see it changing. But it, maybe, maybe it'll, maybe the reason it'll change is because it will get so ridiculous that there's just <laughs> no, is like, cause right now there's still kind of hope. Yeah. It's kind of like the early days of iOS when you could, when you could actually release an iPhone website because there was really no other web browsing phone for like right. two years. There was like, you basically only had the iPhone. Right. And, and so you could kind of pull it off. But then Android got popular and there's a million different Androids and everybody started crying about Android fragmentation. And then the iPad came out and then all the iOS people were like, oh, great, now we have fragmentation too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's like that's that's only going to get more and more and more. That's that's never going to never going to get better. No, it's only going to get well, so it's going to get worse if you think it's a bad thing. If you, you know, some people don't call it fragmentation, some people call it diversity and it's going to get more diverse and I think that's a good thing. So uh, it's only a pain in the butt if you're trying to be like a pixel perfect control freak. Yeah. And so I think what, what'll happen is we're going to get more um, user input methods. So like things like Google glass or like ring. Have you seen ring? I've not seen or ring. like the Mayo armband or, or um, the leap motion uh, yeah. gestureless touch ring is sick. Um, it's, it's a ring that goes, you know, around your finger as rings do. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit thick and it has a button on the side and it, um, it's, I think it's Bluetooth and it, uh, it has an accelerometer in it. So what you do is you, there's a smartphone app for it and you get, you get ring, you pair it with your phone and you record gestures so, uh, like, for example, you set it in record mode on the phone and you press the button, you do something with your hand and it records that pattern. You let go of the button. So you, you can create these arbitrary gestures. And then in the, in the phone app, you say, okay, if I make a heart shape with my hand or if I do this weird, like, swipey motion thing, mm-hmm. that means, um, you know, like this post. It means turn on my lights. It means change. Check d- my email. It- do whatever that's insane i want it now i want it now yeah it's casting you're casting spells you're projecting your will yeah you're projecting your will into physical space oh i hope they have something for android i assume that's where it'll show up first because just because of the openness but who knows i totally want to be a techno mage (laughs) exactly right it's it it is it's not indistinguishable from magic it is magic like what is magic but projecting your will that's what this is yeah so, like, the remote control for a TV is is pretty magic it, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But you've got, like, these really specific, uh, tightly coupled devices. You've got, like, this remote control that's for a TV, and you've got a TV that understands remote control. Where this thing is, like, um, you can program it to affect lots of different things, and it's much more uh, readily available because it's on your finger. Yeah. So... And, and I don't know if it's, I don't, th- I think it is battery powered, but imagine if it worked like uh hue tap like and, hue it was, tap does. and it was powered by the kinetic energy of you pushing yeah. the button. Oh my <laughs> Harry's God. ring. It totally is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, you have, you have no idea right now how, well, you probably do how badly <laughs> I want this to control my hue lights. Yeah. I want this so bad. I want it so bad. So anyway, so the, the, I mean, like, it's like we're one step away from, like, carrying a wand around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, anyway. But the, so here's the point. Like, th- kids, right? Like, Cooper's four. Mm-hmm. Are just, they're not going to, it's not going to matter. Like, they're not going to have a political, like, I feel like a, my gravitation or preference for a keyboard interface is, like, almost political you know it's a statement in a way it's like my my distaste for native ios applications is it's it's a kind of a political thing my lawn kind of thing yeah it is it's like very religious with me um but that's that's like a point in time and like even when i 
stand back out or I look outside of myself. I'm like, this doesn't matter. Like, I don't need to fight about the web beating. Like, native applications, look, first of all, they're not even in competition, really. Yeah. Like, right now, they're in competition for developer mindshare, and that's it. There's, they're not in competition. Like, one's not going to win. That's just stupid. <laughs> right. That's ridiculous. That's like saying, oh, Xbox like game. basketball is going to win over football. Right. Basketball and football. Who wins? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. They're just different. You know? And, like, we, like weird. I shouldn't really even have anything against iOS apps any more than I have anything against Xbox games. Like it's yeah. just it's just like a native application for a consumer electronics platform. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the, the I/O is just going to get more bananas. We are going to get some kind of projection devices. It's inevitable, just because of the, it is. The price. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, we've already got like the the Wii Motion and Xbox Connect, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't play and um, I think PlayStation has a, a motion. PlayStation Move, that's what they call it, yeah. Really? Yeah. So that's that's basically across the board then. Have you, did you see Google Cardboard? <laughs> we talk about this? Uh, I saw it, but now I, I don't even remember now what it is. So it's it's basically like Oculus Rift on the cheap. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> right. It's a cardboard box that you fold up into like a old style Viewmaster. Viewmaster. Right. And you you slide your Android phone into it. I think it's <laughs> 4.4 or better and you run this app called Cardboard, I think. And it has like a home screen that has like a series of apps, you know, like little icons. Mm-hmm. And you can launch them and it launches them in uh what's it called that two stereoscopic stereoscope right we talked about this because you were like will it work with one eye and it it launches in stereoscopic mode and so i did not you know they gave these out at google io obviously i, I didn't go to google io io so i didn't have one yeah. but i tried out the application with just my hand in between my eyeballs mm-hmm but it turns out that some enterprising individual made a website called Google Cardboard where you can actually order them. And so I got one. Okay. And. Couldn't you just like draw it out and cut it out and fold it? That would be so much work. Actually, no, because there's there are a couple of pieces that are not just cardboard. Oh. So like there are two lenses that give it a little bit of a fisheye feel. It, gives, it makes it a little more immersive. Ah. And there is a uh, magnetic like NFC button that you put on the side that you slide up and down to change to click basically ah. um, but other than that is strictly cardboard and and you know so for 20 bucks you've got this thing combined with this stereoscopic application and let me tell you it is freaking mind-blowing like as soon as <sighs> yeah as soon as you put this thing well but so you're not going to feel bad in a second in a second oh, okay. you're not going to feel bad because it gives you the most mind-blowing headache of your life. <laughs> it like I had that thing on for five minutes and I had a headache for six hours that yeah, would like not the, go away. It's like the first time I tried iOS seven on a on a tablet mm-hmm. with all the motion stuff yeah. enabled yeah. because I just installed it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have this problem on the phone with the smaller screen, but on the tablet with the large screen. Like I, I instantly like within within five minutes of using it, I had a migraine that knocked me out of commission for the rest of the day. Yeah, 
get get ready for iOS eight because it's even more. Oh, so so check this out. So here's the here's the thing. So like the way it's weird because the user interface is so um I, word revolutionary is so overused, but it's so like like people talk about immersive iPhone apps or immersive smartphone apps. No, no, <laughs> this is immersive. You like need to sit down because you're like lose your balance and you're like you forget the world around you but so here's what's weird as different as it is and as much more intense as it is you mm-hmm. instantaneously know how to use it it's completely natural you just turn your head and look at something and that's that's the thing everything is 3d it's like <laughs> yeah it's just 3d by default and so there are these there are like about a dozen uh, like like apps kind of like Google Earth you can freaking zoom through street view it's like uh, it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, and so I gave it to Cooper because, of course, I test. You know, Cooper's like my guinea pig, right? <laughs> and so here, like, he puts immediately. He was like, "How do I do?" Okay, he's like, "How do I click?" He just needed to know how to click. He knew how to navigate the entire right. thing. He just needed to know how to click. Right. So as soon as I showed him how to click, he immediately put the thing on. He's turning around. You're like you have to turn all the way around. Like you're. Yeah. You can you can view. You're like in. You're like inside of these three D worlds yeah yeah yeah. it's like a it's like you're kind of like inside of minecraft but instead of moving a mouse and watching the picture change in front of you you you're not allowed to do that you have to move your head and the picture stays in the same place right feels a lot more like the real world and so he so here's the thing that i was like he goes i so he finished i took it away from him and uh and he was like his language was immediate. This is why it'll be, this is why I think this is going to catch on. They have to fix the mm-hmm. headache thing, but I think it'll catch on because his language immediately gravitated to a different place. Like he was really? like, yeah, he was like, I want to go back in that. He was, he wasn't like, I want to use that or I want to, I want to play that. I want to go back in that. It just gave me chills. <laughs> it was weird. It was his yeah. natural reaction to it. He was in it. That is, that's immersive. That's both awesome and creepy. Yeah. Right. Like it was it was twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Not a five hundred dollar Oculus yeah. Rift. I'm gonna have to get one of these for Richard and Kira to play with. Mm, oh yeah, I'll link to it in the show notes. I'm telling you, get ready for the headache because it is a wall banger. And so and that's like my thing, like new species, right? So like like right. a four year old will get used to the headache, but they'll probably suck at the real world or whatever. <laughs> Or 2D. Like, 2D... I feel like 2D is not even going to be a thing. Like, if this... <sighs> I, no, I know. I know. It's, I feel like an <laughs> idiot saying that. Like, it, just a total doofus, futurist, like, wannabe. But when you... Like, it's so much better. Like, there's <gasps> going to be a whole... There's going to be a whole new media. All right. You're like, I'm left out. Yeah. It's all right. I'm left out, too. I'm too old. We missed it. So, it's like... It, but there's going to be a whole new, like I did this post like a year ago, like trend yeah. alert, 360 degree visuals, like you, like the, the GoPro and there are these other cameras that you can attach to your snowboard helmet mm-hmm. while you're going down the hill that are taking video in every direction so that someone who's watching the video later can look around in every direction, in every direction without yeah. you as the director. Yeah. It's like those 360 degree tour 
apps on like real estate websites. Yeah. Only not crappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This actually <laughs> reminds me of a completely, completely unrelated thing. But I had this friend once. We had to had two video cameras, you know, like the old old VHS video cameras. Mm-hmm. And they had um they had uh, the eyepiece could swing around to be e- to either side, so you could use it with either eye. Huh. And so and so the guy he takes takes the cameras, puts one on each shoulder, and flips the eyepieces around, like zooms in as far as he can on one and out as far as he can on the other, <laughs> like trying to walk around with it. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I mean that's completely unrelated out there. Nothing. Nothing intelligent to gain from that other than it just reminded me of it. It was really funny to watch him try and exist like that function. That is bizarre. There's a there's a phone app that will use the front and back facing camera at the same time. Mm-hmm. That it, it's the app's not set up to do this, but I don't know why it's not. It what it should do is combine like what it does is it takes two pictures at once. And it positions one above the other in portrait mode. Mm-hmm. But what it should do is combine them into them. one. Oh, so freaky. like like photosynth photosynth it together so that it stitch like stitches them. Like there's a there's an app called Cyclorama. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. All right. So while we're talking about three hundred sixty degrees, like the the bigger picture that we're talking about here is like how stupidly radical like IO is gonna get. And how like detecting whether or not Twitter's installed is yeah. like a joke. Yeah, and how today's four year olds aren't gonna care. <laughs> they're not gonna care. They're not even gonna know. They're not gonna care about like iOS. They're not even, they're not gonna think about that. Yeah. It's gonna be what where's they they care about YouTube. They don't care about iOS. And and YouTube's gonna disappear too, and all they're gonna care about is stampy long nose or right. like like Disney. And then that's not gonna matter and it's gonna it's gonna be like Mickey Mouse, you know what I mean? Yeah. The platform is not going to matter. It sh- the platform should disappear. Right. It shouldn't matter. Right. So anyway, so Cyclorama is this. Um, this is this is just sort of interesting. It's uh, an iOS app that um, you. It's a camera app, and you mm-hmm. you st- you know i iPhones are flat on the bottom, you know on the on the on the chin, so you can mm-hmm. stand them up tall. And so mm-hmm. you stand it up and you press take a picture and it uses the, uh, this, I, it's, I think it's a combination of the speakers and the, uh, the vibe motor. You're not going to believe this if you haven't seen it, but it, it uses a combination to make the phone turn <laughs> on its base and take pictures all the way around in 360 degrees without you touching it. How does it do that without the phone falling over? It just doesn't. It just nudges. It just goes bing, 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 and it slowly turns itself around perfectly in a, in a 360 degrees and takes a perfect panorama shot, wow. which you then, which you then have no good way to view unless <laughs> you have cardboard. Cardboard. And, right. So like the cameras to capture these kind of panoramas, these 360 degree panoramas are starting to exist. And right now it's very like, um, special case view, you know, like, you know, snowboard Mm -hmm. GoPro style people and like surfers and stuff. And like, and like what, what do you, you know, real estate and like in basically like indoor street view type stuff. Like I want to look around this environment for some weird reason. 
It's a very special purpose right now. But I don't think it's going to be for very long. And then it's like, then all of a sudden it's like, as as just garden variety web developers, we need to start thinking about things like the Z access. Yeah. Like what's closer and what's farther away? Because now this interface is going to be interpreted as 3D, even though I yeah. wrote it as 2D. It's 2D, yeah. Like remember, um, oh, what was it called? The virtual markup language vrml virtual reality markup language remember that i do remember that was that like did that i don't remember the domain that that was in though it was like that wasn't on the web was it yeah was, was it for the web yeah it was it was yeah it was in your web browser like you could do that mm. instead of some html you could do the vrml yeah that sounds like firefox only <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously, but, but you know, this like a super obnoxious, annoying parallax trend. Mm-hmm. It's that like that, that's, it's like that desire to go to that place and to like create even the idea or the illusion of 3d in a 2d realm Yeah, is like we're that's what it takes to impress people now. Like that's where we're at in terms of like, I, okay. Yeah. I get the, I, you know, like scrolling down a 2D page is not engaging. <laughs> so, you know, unfortunately the parallax thing destroys the scroll experience, but that's, you know, the, the, the bigger point is that like people desire that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's, you know, and the same thing, it's the same thing on the iPhone, the stupid parallax effect on the parallax whole screen. Effect on the, on the iPhone. Yeah. And the, um, the, the fire, fire phone. phone. Yeah. <laughs> The Fire Phone, Big Brother. Yeah. yeah, of course the Fire Phone does it because they want four cameras to watch what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. They basically every phone is a, a user t- uh, a user testing session. Yeah. But anyway, so so 3D graphics, both capture and display, that's like a it's like a radical new thing. So to to like, <laughs> it's anyway. just like go into the holodeck and. It really, I just, it's so cliche, but I'm telling you, like when you put on this like $20 piece of cardboard and a four-year-old immediately gets it and is like, I want to go back in that. You're like, wow. Whoa. That's yeah. Like I said, it's, it's, it's awesome and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. So like, just to put it in real terms, imagine mm-hmm. Amazon 3d. Yeah. Like Amazon 360 3D. Right. Just like walk through this, walking through, a, look, looks like you're walking through their store looking at products. Yeah. It's not gimmicky. It sounds gimmicky when you talk about it, but when you look, when you look like one of the applications in cardboard is YouTube, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not gimmicky. What it is, is an, it creates an almost infinite screen. So like you've got this tiny little phone, it's a four inch screen, it's a 4.7 inch screen. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden... I can, I'm standing in the middle of my kitchen and there are videos all around me in a 360 degree globe, a globe all around me has videos and I can look all over my entire house and like have this like infinite palette where I, all of a sudden I can just like look around and click on whatever and see it like this massively envelop my whole field of view. It's yeah. not, it's not a gimmick. It's like, it's like a way to escape from the confines of this teeny little screen using the teeny little screen. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's rad. What gets me is it's a, a way to escape so... Like, it's like it's such an immersive experience. Just, like, escape from reality. <laughs> hmm. You could actually... You could use it, but it wouldn't look 3D to you. Right, right. You'd still get the infinite canvas. Right. Well, not infinite, but you get the... It'd be, like, inside yeah. the globe. Yeah, I just wouldn't get the, the 3D. Right. Which, in fact, is not... Not all of them are 3D, to tell you the truth, yeah. now that I think of it. Yeah, it may just mean that I, it may just mean that I don't get the headache. God, that'd be sweet. Maybe I should just close one of my eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I think the, to tell you the truth, I think the reason I got the headache is because the, um, I think if, I, I think the lenses were too close together for my eyes, so I was mm. kind of forced into a, a cross-eyed thing. Cross-eyed. Like my yeah. eyes are trying to look, my eyes are trying to be closer together. <laughs> I think if they fit me better, it wouldn't have been a problem because it yeah. worked. Cooper, I mean, I don't know if he even knows what a headache is, but he um, didn't complain about anything. Nah, he didn't. He was fine. He wanted more. Yeah, so we, I think we got two shows out of that. I think we did. <laughs> it's really Up next, yours and mine. Yeah, we'll definitely save that for another night. <laughs> <laughs>